Welcome to Everything to Guppy, a Binding of Isaac podcast where we talk about every item, monster, trinket, desire you could have in the Binding of Isaac franchise of video games. And when we talk about desire, you know I'm talking about my man Gary Butterfield. Hi. Hey, and I'm Will Hughes. I should have mentioned that, but I got too excited. About desire. Desire. Gary, uh, Um, guess what it's not? It's not Trinket Sunday. And it's not Meal Week. Thank God Meal Week's coming back because I feel like we got a lot of good tangents in that and I I want it to come back. I think the longest episodes we've recorded, certainly. Yep. And people can tell us if they're the worst or merely bad. Gary, it's Boss Sunday. Boss. So take a chance and face the boss. Open road and a road that's hit. Brand boss. Around the boss. It is Boss Sunday. It's been it's been a while. It's been some time. It's been um, a period. A time before. Gary. Now we're talking about Larry Jr. Yeah, Larry Jr., our basement buddy. Basement buddy, classic. Very classic. Pro- I think mm. almost certainly the first Isaac boss I ever fought. Wow. Yeah. I, I, to me, Monster was that slot, but mm-hmm. uh, Larry Jr. is very up there. Larry Jr., I'm also going to go for, so far as to say the easiest boss in the game. Let me look at these uh, these bosses because he's very you think easier than the Duke of Flies. Oh yeah, that is, or easier than Pin. Pin's extremely easy. Okay, I don't know. I feel like I have taken more hits from Pin than I have from Larry Jr. Interesting. I, I think that he. I think they're roughly in the same spot, but I think the, the I I have ne- almost never taken a shit hit from Pin. Like Pin, Pin, I think is the easiest, and then followed probably by Larry Jr. and then Duke of Flies. Because Duke of Flies, you know, champion Duke of Flies can be kind of a pain in the ass if you don't have a bomb. And, uh, you know. So let's uh, let's quickly describe Larry Jr. Larry Jr. is a segmented worm. There's usually, like in the base form, there are two of them. Yes. Uh, but they can separate into more. They can also be one gigantic one. Mm-hmm. Uh, or four smaller ones. Larry Jr.'s kind of gimmick is that he simply moves around the battlefield, leaving poop behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you... You have you do damage to individual segments, and when you uh, if you do not damage him carefully, you can split him into many smaller worms and can make this fight somewhat complicated. Although still not very, because each segment still has very little health. Yeah, he's he's very interesting because he's about like um, kind of managing the room, you know, like because uh, he he does those poops, which are obstacles that you can break, and he the only way he's going to really hurt you is if he gets you into a corner. Mm-hmm out there so if you you know if you're keeping your distance and not being too aggressive like he's pretty easy to to no damage uh through him um but he uh kind of works around that like he moves randomly like he can suddenly start towards you mm-hmm. um I, with your base speed you're only a little bit faster than him so uh you can you can very easily get uh kind of stuck you know gary can i do a quick uh bit of our famous segment just tropin please do uh this, Larry Jr. Uh, can be a real example of what TV Tropes, the popular website, calls a wake-up call boss for the uh, one of the most frustrating challenges in this game, which is speed. Oh, yeah. Uh, speed really, really makes it clear how dangerous an unpredictable enemy in this game can be. And Larry Jr. is pretty unpredictable. Yeah, he just moves randomly. Yeah, and that can be 
devastating if when he's moving around the room very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. In speed, I mean, we get to speed, like that's just going to be like, I, I've never beat speed. It's, it, uh, it is, it, it is a challenge I've not done. So I think it is probably the hardest challenge in the game. Yeah. Like there's a couple it's contenders, a, but it is, it brings together a it, lot of different factors to make for a really unfun time with Isaac. So the thing with speed that I think is that, um, and I guess this is true of the thing I was going to bring up too, but speed feels like if you get a really good item, you can get, you can make speed a lot easier. Yep. Ultra hard feels harder to me. Um, even though there are things you can do to, to you can get a really good item and get past that mm-hmm. as well. I think I definitely um, cheese ultra hard. So I think I cheese them both. Yeah. yeah. Which you almost have to. And that's, that's never fun. Those are, that's an Isaac bummer. Like as much as I love this game, uh, with all of my heart, like those are a couple of things that are not great. Um, so there's a couple different, like interesting strategies about, uh, about Larry Jr. Uh-huh. Um, because not only do not, if you split them, then you have two things to worry about. But if you, let's say there's a three segment Larry Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, you really want to hit that middle segment because heads cannot exist on their own. Yep. So if you have that three, that middle segment, you can kill three segments in one shot. So you're kind of incentivized to, to actually focus for the, the middle, uh, of those things and wear those down. Rather yeah, than you want to hit. From you, the I typically aim for behind the head. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good spot because then you're at least getting two, two segments for the price of one. Because otherwise, if you're just hitting the head, it can feel a little bit like a grind. Yeah, yeah, because it's a, uh, it's just going to turn to another head, and it just takes a while to get through them. Um, very, you know, one bomb will kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, you can usually get hit almost all of his segments in one, in one bomb. He's also interesting from like a consumables perspective because he drops uh, poop. Um, here, which on the wiki, it says they never drop things. Uh, they never give you consumables. Uh, I think that is not true. I think this might be a false wiki thing. Cause I definitely have memories of getting, uh, consumables from his poops. Yeah. Now here's the thing. It might be when he appeared in regular rooms, like later on. Yeah. The floor. I am racking my brain. I feel like that is, I feel like the wiki is right in this case. I feel like, well, here, the, here's the, here's the thing though. Wiki says, if you leave the room and come back, then the poops will generate okay. pickups. So that might've been what I did. But it still means that he can give you actually a pretty big consumable boost, uh, especially if you have the petrified poop item. But even if you don't, like, you leave and come back and there's 12 poops. Like, that's probably worth your time to, to shoot down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry so. is uh, a reference to a boss from Super Meat Boy. I like, man, we, we were in withdrawal of talking about the game. Yeah. Because no, we have been we have been a nonstop stream of analytics and strategy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, trivia. Because it's actually interesting. Because it's not fucking dog food poured out yeah. on the goddamn floor. Yep. It's just it's just amazing how, how on topic we managed to stay. And it's it's very similar to most of the shows that I do on the duckfeed.tv network, is that uh I'm alienating at least half the audience with anything that I do. So there's probably some people who don't like Isaac at all who are listening to this because they like us. And then there are people who don't actually like us that much, but really love Isaac and really wish we'd get back to it. Yeah. And we can't, we can't satisfy the same people twice in a row. Uh, so that, that whole thing I think was an Abraham Lincoln quote. Yeah. Yep. You can, <laughs> you can satisfy half the podcast listeners some of the time. Um, a lot of Lincoln's yeah. speeches were actually about Isaac. Yeah, and, and about the DuckFeed.tv podcast network. He was prescient. Can we talk about the champion versions Please do. of uh, Larry Jr.? I think um, getting the uh, Spirit Heart Larry Jr., mm-hmm. the Blue Spirit uh, Larry Jr., is one of my favorite things to see on that first floor. Because uh, he's not only is he easy, but then you get that Spirit Heart. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's the time when you really want those. Those are so precious early on. 
and he doesn't he doesn't leave poop that one so it's like it doesn't have that consumable game but it makes him a little easier um and then the harder one the green one um will shoot in the direction he's facing which is definitely like, uh, that's one of the things yeah. you don't have to worry about with larry is projectiles or range in any form so that is definitely a slight change to how you think about it but yeah it's still larry yeah mm-hmm. um yeah, and he's uh, he's cool. The, the uh, there's an enemy that is like a version of this guy who uh, a YouTuber who I watch who plays Isaac calls Larry Senior, and I don't know if that's who it's supposed to be. Oh, that's fun. Uh, yeah. And that and Larry Senior, as I am now also calling him, can often mm-hmm. often pops up with Larry Junior. Yes, even in boss rooms, you can get you can get a Larry Junior and a Larry Senior, or at least maybe in uh, boss challenge rooms. Yeah, I feel like together. I see it a lot in there. Yeah. Um, he is a, an allusion, the character, to Larry's Lament, mm-hmm. uh, which is the name of a group of bosses in Super Meat Boy. Yeah, uh, so. I love I, – I, I, I am certain because I have played most of Super Meat Boy. I'm actually going to load up real fast. I assume I have done this boss. And play a real quick run of Super yeah, Meat Boy? Yeah, just do – I'm just going to do all of the uh, the retro levels in Super Meat Boy okay. real fast. Okay, I'll I'll wait. Oh, it's the bo- it's of the rapture, which is way far into the game. I've definitely played it though. Hmm. And yeah, they're big scary worms. Yeah. Um yeah. Meat boy. I'll look at a picture of it. I don't remember getting Supper there, but... Meat Boy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Supper dinner meat boy. meat boy. Thank you. Um yeah, it's a it's a it's appropriate. I like this guy, I think he's a cutie. I think if they ever did like a, a line of commercial plushes and toys of Isaac, I would be happy to have this guy on my shelf. See, I feel like we have to start getting like because you've you we've brought this plush idea up before, and I feel like we need to start getting like competitive and real. And I think Larry Jr. is pretty low on my plush game. You mean low as far as whether you want it? Yeah. Yeah. He's lower to me than Monstro. But I also think that, like, maybe I'm thinking of this in terms of, like, how easy it would be to, to get. Okay. Like, anything I want, I, I, I filter it through how plausible it is and then adjust how much I want oh, it. Oh, because you've lived a life where your dreams have been slowly killed. Yes. Uh, so, And this this applies to all aspects of my life, from romance to finance to career to any of those things. Hey, so the, come move uh, to Portland. Romance, Gary <laughs> Butterfield, and business him. Yes, business me, baby. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's start referring to my ding dong as Larry Jr. Yeah, you could do that. And then like I'm the gonna and I'm gonna Larry start, Jr. La Dick. And I'm gonna start crying at your ding dong until it breaks in half. <laughs> until it shrinks. <laughs> Which like definitely yeah. That's our ice cream flavor. The uh is that situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in food form. Gary, can I tangent briefly? Yes, please. Uh I was I because I scrolled down and I saw the cage. And I know, Gary, mm. you did not enjoy the hit video game Undertale. But, oh, no. But thinking about a Cage plushie made me think about what they did with the Toriel plushie, which is, you know, the, the nice cow mom who's mm-hmm. like the first lady who takes you in. Have you have you seen this, this video or heard this story about it? No. Uh, because this is like the most Undertale thing you can do, they uh, embedded inside that plush a little like plush heart and the only way to get it is to take a knife to the plush and cut it open and take it out i think that's pretty great i i enjoy that idea the um, you heard it here pretty good. folks gary butterfield loves undertale <laughs> the uh have you seen humans cosplaying as uh her 
No. I think it makes a really uniquely terrifying cosplay. Let me uh, let me do a quick. Yeah, like check that, just check that out. Toriel cosplay. I see these a lot actually. Like not as much as uh as as I thought. Like when the year that Underplay came uh, under Undertale came out, I was expecting um to see tons of Undertale stuff at con season. Yeah. It didn't really happen. You know, like it's uh, the same way that like I thought last PRG would be like lousy with pickle ricks, and it wasn't. Like I'm I'm tend to be wrong about those trends. Yeah, there's definitely uh, like. It definitely hits a. I'm looking at the pictures now, and it's definitely an intersection between the furry fandom and like the Undertale fandom. It's very strong. Yeah, and it, I guess I she's know, she's I a know, goat. She's a goat, not a cow. I should be. Uh, I think I have, I have no particular animus towards like you know like as a younger man I used to be, you know. They were an easy thing to make fun of when we were insecure but and yeah, stupid. Yeah, for sure. Like, make, make fun of furries. And now it's not even that. I just think that, like, I think that it's the the fact that the, the face is 100% pale and you yep. can't see the definition of it. So it just kind of looks like like somebody's face kind of just seems wrong. Like, it doesn't look like a goat to me. Yeah, like, I definitely prefer form. the people who have a mask to the people yeah, who have I think made up their face. Me too. Like that works for or people who just didn't do anything to their face. Yeah. Like they just painted it white and they just they're just kind of like bounding as Toriel. I think that looks okay. Yeah, I, I am seeing um, some Sans cosplay that is absolutely fantastic though. Some of that can be good, and some of it is just like paper mache nightmares though. Yeah. I've definitely seen that as well, where it's like it just I feel like they, I want them to put a little bit more work into it. But regardless, which the the moral of the story is that I thought I was going to be annoyed by seeing a bunch of Undertale stuff at conventions, and I didn't. Congratulations. So I, I was really happy with that. Just like, oh man, that's gonna be an underplay night. Uh, Undertale. Why do you say underplay? Um, Undertale Nightmare. Because you were more like underwhelmed. One of the things that happens when you go to these conventions uh, once or twice a year uh, is you see those kind of trends, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're definitely a thing. Like, um, not just in cosplay, but like uh, in terms of things that are about. Like last year at PRGE, somebody must have found a warehouse of boxed NES like classic sets. Mm -hmm. Because there were tons of them, uh, and I was just very surprised. Like, oh, there's there's a million of these things. This is real hot right now. And I was thinking, like, is it because of the NES Classic? Is it because a lot of people are just kind of reinvigorating their love of Nintendo because of the Switch? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I had a thought for a NES Classic based uh, tweet the other day, and mm. I was like, this is probably not germane anymore. And also, I don't even know if it's accurate. Is does the run it by me? Let's do a Twitter sure. draft uh, segment. Because uh, I might be talking out of my ass. Is Star Tropics on NES Classic? Yeah, I think. Well, so. then the whole idea of the tweet is suspect because it was going to be don't know how you can call it an NES Classic without Star Tropics. Uh, it definitely has it. On yep. There. Well, just take a look, fuck yeah. me, huh? Glad I didn't type um, it. Glad I just said it into a yeah, recording I mean, if you device. Said it, I think that would have been kind of a funny meta joke. But the joke would have been on me. What if you had been like, it can't? How how dare they call it the NES Classic if it doesn't have Super Mario Brothers three on it? See, that would be, is that funny? I don't know. I'm too tired. I mean, to it know. would be at least more of a joke than me just being wrong about Star Tropics not being on it. I, I really just I guess that's I just true. really like Star Tropics. Star Tropics is good. I thought about claiming it was the best two D Zelda game today, but mm. I think that would have just been trolling. Yeah, that would be. I mean, you just did play a Link's Awakening. Do you think it's better than Link's Awakening? No, but it's close. Yeah, it's good. It's it's real good. It's not better. Than they Link's have Awakening, that same but... uh, goofiness to them that I think. Yeah. Like the goofiness in Link's Awakening is such a treat and is something I don't see anywhere else in that series. Absolutely. That's. I mean, that's the biggest. That's one of my biggest problems with the Legend of Zelda is that like it's not serious while not being funny. <laughs> 
Like it's just like they are no, yeah, it's, it's you know, so it's not like, you know, there's never a sense of stakes, but also there are no jokes. So like, what am I there for? For nostalgic music, moblins. you know, they're there for the music to tell me to feel. Yeah, they're for like, moblins, man. Yeah, they're fine. They are fine. Um, I, if there is one message to take away from this podcast about Larry Jr., a boss from the Binding of Isaac <laughs> series of video games, it's the moblins are fine. Moblins are fine. Gary, uh, um, what can people do if they like the show? Uh, they can uh, text Moblins are fine to <laughs> seven five nine nine four or text Moblins blow to um, you can uh, rate and review the show on iTunes dot uh, program on your computer or phone. And you can uh, support us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash duck feed TV. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's it's one uh, thirty in the morning mm-hmm. and time for me to go to sleep. Time for me to probably play more uh, Celeste. I'm I'm kind of jealous. I, I I'm. It's not too expensive. Like twenty dollars is not too much for a game I, for me right now. It was it was a moment. It was like yeah. it was like it's the end of my work week. I just got paid. Because no, I was like that was a, that was a sincere moment of like I don't want to pay twenty bucks for a video game, but I was also like I want to play it because it was between that and Iconoclast, which is also going around is supposedly like fantastic. Yeah, I would like to play both of those. I just I I have other things I should be playing and I want to play, so it makes it hard to like. It weirdly enough makes it me not want to spend full price on it. Like I could do a crime of opportunity sale and then like end up falling into it, mm-hmm. you know. But um, yeah, I really want to. I really want to play it. I'm looking forward to playing it. It'll happen. And and even just saying that sentence out loud just made me remember the existence of Divinity Original Sin too, <laughs> yep. which is, is going to be I'm not going to be able to fall asleep because of the anxiety of having not played that. <laughs> what is you know probably my favorite game in 2017. So, just waiting for you to find it. Yeah. It is kind of nice to think of that as like maybe keeping that in a glass case as like a lich's heart of just a game I know I will love that just exists. You know. Hey, this is Will. I said something kind of stupid there, and I decided to edit it out, but uh, I don't have a beep sound. So, uh, be, be, I don't, Gary, I've had two girlfriends. Yeah, ever. we don't know. Yes. I lost my virginity <laughs> when I was 20 years old. I don't know. <laughs> I, God damn it. I, boy, I'm mad at myself now. Gary. Oh, for saying that? Yeah. You can bleep it out. You're editing, man. Gary, that wouldn't be honest. I mean, or funny. When, I mean, yeah, I, I think editing out the the thing is kind of funny. Okay, then we'll. Oh, like, but I am going to leave in my yelling at myself and revealing yeah. when I lost <laughs> people, my virginity. People won't know when it is. What if What if you edited it, uh, did a bleep, and then edited yourself in saying six? <laughs> well, Gary, that <laughs> like, would be I don't know. I've had two girlfriends. That would be right, depressing. Gary, what if I edited it out and the age at which I lost my virginity is the ultimate object? Oh, of it could be part of, of the ARG. G night. <laughs> Good night. All right, true believers. Here it is, your clue for the Will's Virginity ARG. Uh, I don't uh, have a way to make Morse code, so uh, I'm just going to have to kind of say the stuff. But, and, uh, oh, if you get a result and it seems way older than, uh, you know, average, be nice, please. Here goes. Dot.
dot dash 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 pause dash 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 dot keep listening glue believers <laughs>